Welcome to the Dub Connect. Connect Gang was good. Thank you for plugging in with us and allowing us to be your plug to the WNBA world here on the Dub Connect. You are rocking with the realists. I got my partner in crime here, Jackie Ray. What's good, Jackie? How you doing? I'm doing fantastic. I want to point out, because again, you didn't do our social media, but you, sir, tricked me. Because on Twitter, your name is A. Williams Sports. Here but we that's, go. But that is not your handle. Your handle is A. Hoops. Here we go. Because you know what? I got beef with Twitter because they won't allow me to change my handle. So, oh, really? No, they won't allow me to do it. I've been trying to do it unless you can put your IT skills to work and we can do that. Okay, I'm going to have to try to help you with that because I changed mine. Mine used to be J. Ray the Fanatic, but now it's Jackie Ray TV. And stop reading me. <laughs> <laughs> and so we didn't because... Miss Jackie Ray, and you can follow her at Jackie Ray TV, wouldn't allow me to have a chance to say, you know what? <laughs> Let me tell you all where you can find us, Dove Connect fam. At, and this is at Jackie Ray TV. Mm-hmm. Of course, me, A.Williams Sports. That's where y'all find me at. Don't let Jackie get y'all in trouble out there, Dove Connect gang. Y'all keep <laughs> rocking with us. Listen to the source right here. That's so, right. <laughs> yes, yes. But no, we appreciate you tapping in with us again, allowing us to be your plug to the WNBA world. We drop technology all on tracks. We also hit you with hashtag RTO, real talk only. That's right. That's right. Love it. So it seems like this is an ever-changing story, an ever-evolving story. We talked about how we wanted to see, when we ended the um, last uh, week's segment uh, show, we talked about how we wanted to see the Sparks, right? And mm-hmm. the Mercury in the playoffs because of the drama. Right. Well, guess what? I More think drama. We're headed that way, right? <laughs> We're yeah. headed that way. And one of the teams that we're talking about, of course, are the Phoenix Mercury. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. drama. It's drama. It's drama. First year head coach, Vanessa Nygaard. Then, of course, we talk about this woman all the time. Skylar Diggins-Smith. Jerry, what's going on in Phoenix? This Phoenix situation is so fascinating to me. It's like you said, I have to, they have to make the playoffs because have to. I have to see what happens with them. I've given up on the sparks, but that's neither here nor there. But hold up, we're eight. <laughs> I, <laughs> I have, I have, I have. We'll talk about that later. But for the Phoenix Mercury, we've I've I've gone back and forth. I think Skyler, if you really just watch her and her mannerisms and like from day one, we went to the opening. We saw she is just a problem. The way that she behaved in, in game one, you would have thought that she had just had a season full of drama. It was the first game. It's impossible, it was game. you know, for there to be that much drama. But then I'm seeing, you know, forgive me, I, I don't remember the score exactly, but I think it was they were they were definitely going to lose that game. There was no chance they were going to win it with a minute and four seconds left. Vanessa Nygaard still had all of the starters in there, including Skyler who looked 
exhausted. And I think the most embarrassing thing is for one, why are your starters in there? You should be letting your bench get some play time, number one, because they need it. Right. Number two, because right. you're going to lose either way. So why yeah. even risk <laughs> Why even risk your starters like that? That's number one. Number two, when you can physically see, she probably should have been taken out four minutes before that. Because when you can physically see that one of your star players specifically is exhausted, you read the writing on the wall, you take them out. Now, if the game was close and you're only down by six or so, maybe even 10, then I probably wouldn't be saying this. But when you're when you're done, you take your starters out and you save them. And for us to hear, she shouted it so loud, take me out, please. <laughs> and then the, the play kind of goes on and then there's a timeout called and then she's taken off the court. I think that's coaching 101, right? Coaching 101 says, save my stars. Right. How did how do they even get to that point where she's still in the game? I, I don't understand what's happening in Phoenix at all. You know, it's a tough situation to bring a rookie head coach in with a star like Skylar Diggins-Smith, a star like Diana Taurasi, and mm -hmm. then you throw in the fact they're missing their third star, and this is something that is bigger than basketball. Right. And now you have a rookie head coach thrown in into that mix. In fairness to Vanessa Nygaard, that is a tough, tough position. But having said that, to your point, you also have to know from a management standpoint, if you have a veteran-laden team mm -hmm. with strong personalities, you better make sure if you bring a rookie head coach in, Jay, you got to make sure that that rookie head coach demands respect from day one. And the only way a rookie head coach is going to get that type of respect from established stars with strong personalities mm -hmm. is they had to have been an established star themselves in the league. Right? Right. And no disrespect to Vanessa Nygaard. I remember her from Stanford. She was not a star in the W. <laughs> <laughs> right? And that doesn't mean she can't coach. It means that with that particular team, she might not be the right fit. Right. Because there's a sense of urgency going on over there. Diana Taurasi's 40 years old. Right. With a strong personality. Right? Yeah. Yep. Skylar Diggins is trying to win a championship. She didn't win one at Notre Dame. Mm -hmm. Didn't win one in the W. For, mm -hmm. and, and she's done individually everything that you can think of. Plus, she's bringing home the bacon, so to speak. Bringing home the bacon. Connect, Dove Connect gang. Nobody on this panel eats pork, but I nope. got, just got to say that, right? <laughs> but mm -hmm. at any rate, she's doing things off the floor as well. Yeah. So the only thing Skylar Diggins-Smith has not done is win a championship in college or the W. So you got to figure with as, much, as competitive as she is, she wants to win a championship. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So this has to be I don't think this was the right coach for this team. Mm -hmm. And then you throw Brittany's situation in. This certainly isn't the right coach for this team in terms of the amount of respect that she would demand in terms of, um, let's say this, look at what Vegas did, right. right? So when you juxtapose Phoenix and Vegas, mm -hmm. Becky Hammond has never been a, NBA or WNBA head coach, mm -hmm. but she is, she 
was a multiple time all-star in the WNBA. Right. So that's going to get a certain level of respect from those all-stars. Mm-hmm. Right. She coached at, she was in the, in the running in the finals for NBA head coaching jobs. And, and not so forget to who, who mentored her. And Greg Popovich mentored her. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So she walks in the room, even though she's a rookie head coach, mm-hmm. she walks in the room with a certain level of respect. Mm-hmm. And confidence. And that's exactly something right. you just don't see from Vanessa. Vanessa be over there. I feel like she'd be like looking through her book. Like what you remember that scene from um the water boy and he had his yeah. little playbook, like, what should I do? Like that's what she'd be looking like yeah, to me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is this is a tough situation, right? Mm-hmm. And again, I'm not saying that she can't coach, mm-hmm. right? I'm saying that this is probably not the right situation. And I feel like to a certain extent the management in Phoenix because Sandy Brondello, the previous coach had been there for years. Right. And so been there for years, a championship winning coach, Mm -hmm. right. In the W. So with that being said, I just felt like a more established voice or someone that say, if, you know, using her as an example, if Simone Augustus walks in as a rookie head coach in Phoenix, Mm-hmm. there's a certain level of respect that she's going to get right off the bat. Right. Because remember when, right, you're talking about when um, when Phoenix were playing the Sparks. Mm-hmm. Who was Skylar Diggins talking to on the bench? Simone. Simone Augustus. And who got petty and was like, she over here clapping, give her this <laughs> <technical>. <laughs> Simone, right? right? So there's a certain level of respect right there. It's already built mm-hmm. in, mm-hmm. right? And, um, I felt like even if this t- this team was full strength, that an established coach, and then you added Tina Charles to that, they should have had an established, yeah. whether that's an established coach or a person that is in the coaching ranks that is ready to be a head coach, but they have been, they're very much accomplished on the floor. Yep. Um, Shout out the to other- Tina Charles, too, for getting all emotional, for clinching that playoff spot. That, <laughs> meant, that meant a lot to her, and I'm sure it did, to, to ask for a divorce. You know, her situation was a little different than Liz. Liz just flat out quit, but right. she said, this is not working for me. And I think that now that things are unfolding from, from um, Skylar calling Vanessa Nygaard basically a clown, and, and I called her out for that, but now I'm like... You know, you probably shouldn't have put it on Twitter. Right. But I think right. I know what you're saying now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, <laughs> you know? It's it it is the the proverbial both sides have merit argument. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. And 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 that and those are and typically I guess you could say that about a lot of different arguments, but in this particular case for sure, is Skylar Diggins Smith very competitive? Yes, she is. Um Is she one of the best players in the world? Yes, she is. The fact that she's so competitive and she's so emotional, does it make it tough for her to be coached at times? Yes, it does, right? (laughs) Mm -hmm. And then on the other side, is Vanessa Nygaard miscast in this role? Yes, she is, Mm -hmm. right? And, um, And to your point, when you look at it, you can look and tell, when somebody is walking in confidence, sitting in their pocket, using one of the Jackie Ray terms, 
Shout out to Jackie Ray. Y'all see her, tell her I'm using her stuff. (laughs) Right? Yep. So um, I think Vanessa Nygaard, could she be a good coach in the W? Sure she could. But should she possibly be coaching in another situation? Probably so. Um, I think for her, the only the only situation where she would do well in is a situation where it's a very young team. And Indiana. now we can all, Indiana is exactly where I was thinking. And now we're all learning together and we're looking to you because you're our leader. That's a situation where she would do well in. But when I got to look at you and say, you don't see me over here dying, please take me out this game. Then I'm <laughs> cussing you out in my head and I have no respect for you. So I right. just don't think it's the right because, and especially as fans, you know, it's one of those things I can see that she needs to be taken out. So I think even the fan base has to question, how do you not see that? It's your right, whole job. Right, so I just right. think it's a bad situation all the way around. You know what? And the only thing that I can say, hashtag RTO Real Talk Only, Connect Game, we taking you behind the curtain on this. The only thing, because they were not playing well in that game. Mm-hmm. The only time you see a coach do this is when they're trying to send a message. Mm. When, in essence, the punishment, and you're taking a risk because, as you said, you are subjecting your core, your some of your star players, some of the best players in the world, mm-hmm. you're subjecting them to injury mm-hmm. by leaving them in mm-hmm. when the game is no longer in, in question. But you will see coaches do this sometimes when they are trying to send a message and it's like, no, you guys put us in this hole. Your punishment for this is you're going to stay in there and endure it. We're not putting the bench people in there. Yeah. And I don't know if she was trying to send a message who knows in terms of trying to regain control of the team, but I can tell you this, when your team is in a playoff race and you're this late in the season, and you're trying to send a message, if that's indeed what you were doing, that message will not be received. It's too late. Yeah, no, it didn't land. It didn't land. Right. Before we wrap up this episode, I do, because I know I threw it out there, and so people are probably like, what? Yes, I have given up on the Sparks. They don't have, and I love Fred Williams, um, but at the same time, I loved Derek Fisher, even knowing all the mistakes that Derek Fisher made to get them to this point, you know, giving up, you know, Chelsea and Candace, that was stupid. You know, we can just, we can just call that. And when you're the GM and the head coach, you got to take responsibility for all that. Um, I very much like Fred Williams as well. Uh, But for me, and now this could be because I'm a little bit old school. Um, Mr. Annalini was my track coach. He was also my basketball coach. Uh, He was nice when he had to be nice, but he let you know, he let it hang out when it needed to hang out. And I don't know, Fred Williams, in my opinion, just seems entirely too calm. (laughs) And even on the sideline, I don't see, you know, we just see too many personalities and I'm not trying to take away anyone's personality, but you know, Kennedy's happy one minute, sad the next. I get, I get, there's a lot of things going on with her, but you know, Liz, there was that moment, the game that Liz quit, that Liz was getting in her face. And Liz, you can hear, there's audio of Liz saying, give me the ball, give me the ball. Every time Kennedy had the ball, of course, there was those times she threw it at Liz, and then there was the turnover. 
Um, Cheryl, the, the head coach for the Lynx on, um, what day was that last week when, when she, when I was talking to her about, um, Sylvia, she had said that she thought that this was going to galvanize the spark. She said that, you know, changes like this kind of galvanize. And I thought the same thing. I, I think I said that on our last show, I, me and Syl- we wrong. We, we wrong. That's not what's happening. <laughs> so, because now it's like, you know, I saw NECA. Now, now keep in mind that last game when she slapped that girl in the face, I forget her name right now because I'm drawing a blank, but warranted because she slapped her first. But that's still NECA leads by grace. So this is just literally we're, we're moving downhill. People are getting out of character or people are becoming them their true selves without direction. And we're just all over the place. So it's not, we don't have any shooters on the team. Your shooter is supposed to be Katie Lou. Katie Lou don't take the shots when she's supposed to take them. And then when she has the clear shot, she's second guessing herself. We don't have anyone that can get the shots off the dribble. It literally comes down to NECA. NECA had, I think, 23 points the last game. You wouldn't have known it. Right. You wouldn't quiet, have known it. A quiet 23, mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah. I just don't think there is zero identity, whereas Phoenix has an identity. The problem is Vanessa Nygaard. That's a little bit different. The Sparks have no identity. They have no real leadership. And again, this is no disrespect to Fred because I don't know how I would lead either if I was thrown into this mess that I didn't create. Right, right, right. right. So now I've got to be delicate. I got to try to not hurt feelings over here. I got to try to make sure I'm building up my young core. Like it's it's a lot. I I don't even know if Becky would do well you know, right now in LA as it stands. I just don't think it's that kind of organization. So it's definitely not any disrespect to him, but I think what really needs to be happening is we probably need to see a lot more of these young players getting a lot more playing time. So Fred can be instrumental because we know he's going to Auburn. So he can be instrumental with sitting down with Vanessa Shea and Simone Augustus and saying, this, these are the changes that I recommend going forward. Mm-hmm. But now it has to be, you have to be thinking about the future because this ain't it. you know and to your point for a league that not for you and i but for a league that's continuing to try and find innovative ways to keep eyes on tv sets Mm -hmm. it doesn't help the league that the sparks are the eight seed this is a marquee franchise in the WNBA in a marquee market Mm mm-hmm and they're eighth in the playoff race. And then if you go down to, I think, 11, New York, the other team that's in a marquee market right. as well is 11. Mm-hmm. This doesn't help a league that is trying to continue to make strides in terms of making sure that they penetrate that sports viewership market. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And could you imagine how fun this would be? And this is no disrespect to Washington, Seattle, and Connecticut. Because mm-hmm. they're, they're doing a great job in terms of running their organizations. But how far would it be to have Chicago, Vegas, the Sparks, and New York all relevant at the same time? Oh, that'd be amazing. It'd be amazing. You, you would build up exactly um, what the commissioner said. We don't have any true rivalries in this that's league. And, and that's how you start to build that. And we're all fighting for the same spot. And then, and then we get to the playoffs and people start getting chippy. And then the fans remember that next season. And that's how you start building those rivalries in LA. We're building 
seat availability. And I don't even mean that to be funny. Like every single home game, there's less and less people. It's got to do better. It's it's LA. We've got other things to do than go to see a team that's not winning. That's right. It's just, this isn't that's the market right. for that. You're absolutely right. And to your point, and it's funny, you talked about Coach Cheryl Reed, the last great rival, rivalry we saw in the W mm-hmm. was Minnesota and LA. Yep. That's the last great rivalry. When Candace was here. Right. right. So, right. so that, again, it, it's it's those polarizing players along with those rivalries that are really going to build up that fan base. So, you know, it's, it's, it's a work in progress, I guess. It is. It <laughs> is. So we got to get back to those rivalries because to mm-hmm. your point, like, and I'll tell a quick story for me. First job working in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'm working in the league for a couple of weeks and they say, all right, you got to go to the WNBA finals. Of course, I love the dub, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? So I'm like, let's do it. Yeah. Right? So I got to go to Detroit. Talking about great rivalries. Mm-hmm. The Sparks and the Detroit Shock. Yes. Oh, wow. Yep. Right? Mm-hmm. So you got, you got Lisa Leslie, Delisha Milton-Jones, and then, of course, the Shock had Tweety Nolan, uh, sure. Um, oh, geez, what's Cheryl's last name? Uh, Carmelo's daughter, Cheryl. Oh, I'm oh, blanking. Yes. Is it- yes, Cheryl Ford. Cheryl Ford. Ford. So Why Cheryl Ford, <laughs> right? It's literally so, Detroit. It's the car town. How? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Cheryl Ford. So Bill Lambeer, um, yep. Swin Cash. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. Bill Lambeer is the head coach in Detroit. Michael Cooper's the head coach for the Sparks, which mm-hmm. is the Pistons Lakers thing. Yeah. And, you know, and both of those teams, as much as obviously there was a healthy level of respect, mm-hmm. but they despised each other. Mm-hmm. They despised each other. It was petty at its finest. The coaches yep. were petty. It was amazing. Amazing. I, we're we're in the, uh, in the palace. I'm watching the game and I can't even hear myself That's talk so because amazing. it's so loud amazing amazing so again going back to what we're saying about not only with the sparks being in the marquee market two of the greatest rivalries in the history of the league the sparks were involved in yes yeah right so Mm -hmm. this league from a viability standpoint needs this team to be relevant yeah so and i'm gonna say this before we jump into segment two you talked about two players that they moved on, two greats that they moved on from, mm-hmm. right? And Chelsea mm-hmm. Gray and, of course, Candace Parker. Mm-hmm. can that game. You know I love defense, right? I love energy. A player that they shouldn't have given up on. Mm. We talked about her offline. Gabby Williams in Seattle. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Right? Mm-hmm. So another player that in terms of their youth movement and players that, okay, these are building blocks for the future. Mm -hmm. She is certainly one of those Mm -hmm. and they moved off of her. So we'll see what happens in the future, but this league needs the sparks to be relevant. So dub connect gang, you just got hit with that hashtag RTO real talk only. In this segment, we dropped technology all on that track. Tap in. Plug in with us for segment two. 
Stay tuned. The Duck Connect will be right back. In today's society, everything your heart desires can be ordered with the simple touch of a device. Mobile beauty services are the newest, fastest growing trend around the world. With this new and literally cutting edge service offered by Custom Cuts Beauty, your braids, lashes, even extensions are done on your schedule at your convenience. Log on to the app, create a profile, add payment information, and our certified specialists come to you in the comfort of your environment. Log on today and make your next beauty appointment custom. Dove Connect, welcome back. I am so excited for segment two because I kind of sprung this on Antonio last minute. Kind of what I do, I just do things for the moment. But we have talked about this segment a lot. This is a segment that we really want you guys to get involved in. It's called Dial Tone, which means Dial Antonio. So we're gonna post like the links. You guys know our social media handles. You can comment, tweet us, DM us, whatever. Any questions that you have for Antonio Williams, AKA A.Williams Sports on all social media. <laughs> Ooh, got it right. <laughs> <laughs> So I just wanted to start this one off myself with a question that I have for this dial tone segment because we have seen this. Now, keep in mind, when you tap in with us to do this dial tone segment, you can ask anything you want. You can say, what's your favorite recipe? What's your favorite pastime? What is your most embarrassing childhood moment? You can tap in and I ask a lot any, of those. <laughs> <laughs> any question you want. There are no holes barred as long as you're not freaky mcnasty but aside <laughs> from that no holes barred on this segment but for me this is a segment that i wanted to start off because this is a topic that i have been covering for a long time and i am a little bit surprised at how different my opinion is from most people on this one specifically women so if you don't know deshaun watson is technically back um brown cleveland browns fans were out cheering for him getting autographs right after it came down that uh, Sue Robinson had decided that it was going to be her judgment that the league should only suspend him for six games after 24 women have basically accused him of sexual misconduct that happened during these massage sessions. So, Antonio, are you ready? Least those. I'm ready. <laughs> I'm going to put... Now, technically, I'm not going to put any time on the clock. You just go ahead and you tell us, but... <laughs> What is your assessment? Did the league, did Sue Robinson get it right? What does this message send to women, specifically NFL fans? And going forward, or is there anything you think the league should change? Let's get started with this dial tone. All right. So here's what I think the league should change. So they were, there were third parties involved in this because the players actually, the players association and the players sign a contract that essentially allows Roger Goodell to be judge and jury over everything. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a bad, bad, bad situation for the players. Um, this particular situation, there were third parties involved as the league was investigating this, but if the third parties, if, the third parties involved reached some sort of stalemate, then Roger Goodell was going to be the judge and jury again. Mm -hmm. So for me, in this particular situation, 
it really points to the fact that if we're going to go third party, neutral parties involved, people that don't really have any skin in the game, not paid by the Players Association, not paid by the league, because Roger Goodell works for the owners. Right. So we're really going to go to third parties. Let's go to third parties. Mm -hmm. Let's do it. Mm -hmm. Let's let's take all this other stuff out of there. Now, the six-game suspension, when you look at this in the court of law, there were no file, there were no charges filed because they said lack of evidence that supported that this was um these were dealings that were unwarranted or or, or unwanted, let me say it that way. And without being there in the room with them. There were no charges filed, insufficient evidence, and there were. And, and if I'm not mistaken, there were two courts that found that ruled in the same direction. Mm -hmm. So, with that being said, and given the fact that he did not play all of last season, you put all of that together. You when you put all of that together, you are talking about. Let's do our math here. We're both college educated. <laughs> 17 plus eight, that's 25 games. Mm -hmm. Right? So there were no charges filed, no incarceration, none of those things. These are just civil suits, and I am not diminishing anything that anybody went through. But he essentially did 25 games. Mm-hmm. When this is over, he will have done. No, I'm sorry. He's doing six games. So I take six that back. Games, yeah. 23 games. So 17 plus six, 23 games. He will, he is doing 23 games. So to be out a season and almost a season and a half, I think it's time to move on. There you have it, y'all. That's the dial tone. That's the answer that I wanted. I'm glad we did this segment because you just, just, just matter of fact, that's what we going that's what I think should happen. And I love it. So don't forget, you guys can go ahead and you can DM me. You can DM, DM Antonio, email us, whatever. I don't know if y'all could probably find my email on social media. You can probably find, we're probably a little too accessible in, in truth, but <laughs> make sure you ask these questions because we want to ask these tough questions. I have, y'all can see my, um, my thoughts on this on my Twitter, which is at Jackie Ray TV. Some of y'all have probably already dragged me for that. That's fine. Uh, but then don't forget to follow a dot Williams sports and next week or the week after or whatever, I want a whole bunch of questions that are not for me. Cause we, I really want to get this dial tone segment going. Cause as you can tell, he has a plethora of experience and a lot of dope thoughts. So thank you for joining us on this segment. Stay with us. We'll be right back with segment three. In today's society, everything your heart desires can be ordered online, shipped, and delivered to you with the simple click of a button. Mobile beauty services are the newest, fastest-growing trend around the world. With this literally cutting-edge service offered by Custom Cuts, time is back on your side and your schedule is back in your control. Log on to the app, create a profile, add payment information, and our certified specialists come to you in the comfort of your environment. Log on today and make your next cut custom. That game was good. Really we are back anything. for segment three of the Dove Connect. Thank you for walking with us. Got a lot of crazy things happening in the playoff race. There's a lot of parity going on again. We talked about this last week. 
six to 11 separated by one and a half games. Mm -hmm. So again, like we said, one day you could be six, the next day you could be out of the playoffs. So we're, and we're seeing teams teetering as we're getting to that finish line as teams are starting to really, really play with more intensity. And we're looking at this playoff race and we talked about how we want to see for the drama, right? We mm -hmm. wanted to see Phoenix and the Sparks in the playoffs, right? But I still want Minnesota to get in there so we can send Sylvia Files off, right? Oh, yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. So who do we sub substitute out? Phoenix or the Sparks? The Sparks. <laughs> I just want to hear you say it. <laughs> I just wanted to hear you say it. We got to send Sylvia out, right? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, we got to give her her flowers. We got to send her out, right? Yeah, and shout out to her for just being an amazing individual. I, you know, I've done a bunch of interviews this season, met a lot of cool players, but as far as one that I'll, 20 years from now, the interview that I'll still be talking about, it's going to be the interview with Sylvia Fowles. I've never just felt love. This woman don't even know me, but I felt <laughs> so much love from her. She's so beautiful. She's so regal. Her skin. I know we talk about her skin all the time. The baddest skin in the game and Yo, the baddest in a good way. It's, it's so beautiful. It's so much more beautiful in person. Like <laughs> I, I was like, girl, I was like, don't stare at her skin. Don't. And so I finally, I just told her, I was like, we got this podcast. We always talk about your skin, but damn girl, your skin. Like, it's amazing. So she's just a beautiful person inside and out. And I just want whatever she wants. I want her to have it. Yeah, shout out to Sylvia Files. And again, yes. when we say the baddest, I'm about to use some improper English. When we say the baddest, I mean the goodest. The, the, goodest, the more goodest, the, goodest. the bestest. Yeah, <laughs> yes, right. Skin in the game. Shout out Sylvia Files. And you certainly mm -hmm. ain't playing like this is your last year, but I digress. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Right? So we also had some, uh, the game actually got interesting when we saw the championship game in the Commissioner's Cup. Mm -hmm. The crazy part about this game is Vegas won the Commissioner's Cup. Chicago still has the number one seed in, uh, by one game over Vegas. Mm -hmm. So we, we know early in the season, Vegas lost a 28-point lead and, and Chicago mounted the biggest comeback in WNBA history. Yep. Right? Vegas got out on them again in the Commissioner's Cup. And guess what? Yep. Chicago almost ran them down again. Yep. Right? So it was a great game. It's also good to see that when Vegas won won the uh, Commissioner's Cup, they were legitimately happy. They celebrated it. Yeah. And that was good to see. Yeah. That was really, really good to see that they actually cared about it. Mm-hmm. And, mm -hmm. and celebrated it. meant more money. It meant more money. And <laughs> and it was a bigger trophy for Kelsey Plum, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's still embarrassing. That's still... But shout out to um, Kathy Engelberg for still trolling her and was like, okay, you know what? That trophy was dad, you right. <laughs> and getting her an even smaller trophy. The petty yes. troll, you know, you you the coolest commissioner in the game for that one. I love that. <laughs> yeah, right, right. You got to love it. Got to mm -hmm. love it. Got to love it. Mm -hmm. I love the petty. Love yes. the petty. Let's tell some more stories of, about that. But before we get out of here, we got our players of the week, right? Mm-hmm. So, ladies first. Okay. Jackie Ray, who's yes. your player of the week? 
So for those of you who from the way, way long, long time ago days um, <laughs> followed me on uh, the Fumble Live show, you know that my favorite stats are all the defensive stats that people don't really talk about the blocks and the steals and things of that nature. So mine is going to go to Ezra Stevens, uh, you guys from Chicago. Again, that is not on purpose for us to just all be focused on Chicago right now. Um, Cause you know, usually when I pick Chicago, I'm picking Candace Parker, but look, let me just tell you a little bit about what she did that impressed me. She had three blocks, a steal, 10 rebounds, and 12 points. I don't think y'all really understand. Well, obviously, if you're like Antonio, if you're a baller, those steals and those blocks, the reason why those three in one game is a big deal is because they don't really come like that unless That's you're like right. Liz Cambage and you should be getting 10 a game, you know, because you're that big. But they don't they don't come like that. Steals come even less. So for her to put those up and those 10 points, I was like, okay, I'll see you. So that is why. She is my player of the week. She out there playing both sides of the ball. I think that's so important because it means you're constantly in the game and you just see the floor a little bit differently. So shout out to her. She's my player of the week. I see you, Azare. Mm -hmm. That's what's up. Mm -hmm. And as you said, we are staying in Chicago. So look, Connect Gang, you got to know this, <laughs> right? When we talk about our players of the week, this is not planned. Mm -hmm. Jackie picks her player. I pick my player and we talk about it at, in real time. Like we're talking about it right now. Yeah. This is not something that we just, we plan, but guess what? I'm in Chicago too. The player of the week for me is Rebecca Gardner. Okay. Yes. Shout out to her because of the way that she plays in terms of her and Azaree Stevens both did this. Mm -hmm. When you're on the floor with Emma Mieseman, of course, Candace Parker, Allie Quigley, Kalea mm -hmm. Copper, Courtney Vandersloot, who is the WNBA player of the week. Yes, right? yep. Um, but she's not ours. Kalea Copper was almost mine, but had to give it to Stevens. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So when you're on a team with that amount of talent that's mm -hmm. trying to win a championship and you're a young player or you're a new player, Mm -hmm. That's why I'm saying with Rebecca being a new player, when you're a young player or a new player and you're trying to find your way in terms of having an impact on the game, mm. it's very, very difficult to do because when you play with such a great team and you got one of the all-time greats on the team as well, there's a ten tendency to be like, let me just stay out of the way. Mm, mm -hmm. but you got to be you. You can't let them punk you into not being a basketball player. Right. Right. So let's use an NBA reference. One of the reasons why Kobe says Derek Fisher is his favorite player to play with because Derek Fisher, when he has an open shot, even when Kobe Bryant was calling for the ball, Derek Fisher is like, I'm going to take this open <laughs> shot. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> because this is a team sport. And at some point you're going to need me to make a big shot to win. Mm -hmm. So you have to find your way to be impactful, even when you're out there with great players. So as a Ray Stevens, Rebecca Gardner, who has an even crazier and even doper story, right? Mm -hmm. This woman played professionally in various countries abroad for a decade. Yeah, that's crazy. Right? 
She is a WNBA rookie right now. After playing, she went to UCLA. Mm -hmm. After playing abroad for a decade, she's now in the W, and she's had 16-point games, 17-point games. Mm -hmm. You know, she is she is talking about what you said about defense. Not only does she operate off the dribble, she guards. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. She guards. So she's expending maximum effort on the defensive end and always, even though she's playing with that, that energy like, I'm going to devour everything on the floor type of energy. Mm -hmm. She always has a smile on her face as well. And that's a hard, hard balance to that's a hard, that's a delicate dance. Yep. So shout out to Azaray Stevens, shout out to Rebecca Gardner. They are our players of the week. Dove connect game. Continue to tap in with us again. Thank you for allowing us here on the dove connect to be your plug to the WNBA world. Jackie, tell the folks where they can follow you. You can follow me on all things social media at Jackie Ray TV. All right, bonus points. What's my social media handle? You can follow Antonio on all things social wo- social Williams. Yeah. Social media. <laughs> social media at a.williamsports, y'all. I'm not going to forget again. <laughs> right, okay, we going to see. So again, connect game. Get in those comments, things you want us to talk about. Dial tone. Let let us know. Let us know what you think about what's going on in W. If you got players of the week that you like, get in the comments and tell us what's up. We'll see y'all next week. I like my coffee black, white too. Don't turn this to no coffee.